0: Hey, yo how's it going fellow phoenixes welcome to the phoenix tea shop podcast i'm your host simon and i'm here with my co-host dk who's also the student council president and both of us wish you all a merry christmas and a happy new year so sit back relax grab yourself some freshly baked cookies with some hot chocolate for the holiday season as we're here today with one of the most popular and requested alumni of MISY from the class of 2020. So please give a warm welcome to my Mon. Mon
1: Hi.
0: <laughs> so uh, my how's your day been going?
1: Um, it's been going great. It's a normal day for me. So I'm here on campus and um, I've just been doing some work and yeah
0: yeah that's great to hear yeah um oh, what time is it uh, currently in uh uk right yeah are you you're in london yep
1: um in london
0: it's currently 12 p.m oh i see. here it's obviously uh 6 uh, 37 it's currently at night and oh you know, it's a pleasure to you know uh be with you in this podcast as well so yeah uh, so no,
1: thank you for having me
0: yeah uh so uh, let's just uh, dive uh Right into it, right? Uh, so uh, could you uh, tell us a little bit about your early life and year back in MISY when you first attended? How was it?
1: Okay, so um, I've only been at MISY. It's been my only school. So I've been there since kindergarten. And um, yeah, I just followed the normal routine and by GCSE, I was planning on doing medicine, but by A-level, I um, decided to pursue um, more economics and business related major and now i'm currently studying at LSE. i'm in my second year now
2: yeah and uh, just to break down into what you just said so i think the students here cannot imagine how misy was like in the beginning you obviously was there since i think the very beginning of the school so could you describe to us how misy once was in the beginning you know
1: Yeah, I mean, in my early years, if you're, if I'm talking about my primary school, it was pretty much a very friendly atmosphere. Um, All the teachers were really nice. And, yeah, it was more about developing as um, a child and just making friendships and memories. And by middle school, it became a little bit more serious, obviously. Um, But it was also feel more about um, looking at different opportunities and just exploring what you want to do by IGCSEs it was more the the formal assessments came in and it's when you really start thinking about what you want to do and yeah you just um, gradually progress progress into a more specified area
2: right and uh, obviously you know you must have a lot of teachers uh, in MISY as well now as a university student looking back, you know, not secondary teachers, but which primary teachers come into your mind when I ask you this question? Is there any particular, and then would you like to share that?
1: There's definitely um, primary teachers that stand out to me. Mr. Muir, Mr. Muir was a big part of my primary school. So um, he integrated a lot of um, very interesting, creative ways of learning. Um, he always put um, like, competitions games into the curriculum which always made it fun and it always it gave us a new approach to learning and i think that's when i really started to enjoy like not i started to think of learning not as a chore but uh, something that's of interest to me
0: yeah and uh outside of school uh what do you do in your free time like extracurriculars or any hobbies uh, you did you did throughout your school life? Uh.
1: So, um, Throughout my school life, um, I think I've always been involved in dancing because it was my hobby as well. Um, I got involved in um, piano for a short bit, um, arts, I did some arts, and it, I think I tried a little bit of everything here and there. I went into swimming, taekwondo, <laughs> just a little bit of everything, and My free time, I usually like to cook and just hang out with my friends. That's about it.
0: Wow. Like that's a diverse set of interesting activities from what dancing to Taekwondo to cooking and speaking of cooking, I guess that would definitely come in handy when you're abroad and away from your parents throughout university, right? So do you use those skills and actually cook at home by yourself or just, you know, grab, grab some takeaways.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought it up because I, I feel like people here, people in university in general, um, we underestimated the importance of cooking. So I've seen a lot of my friends struggle with the cooking and the food bit. Um, if I'm quite frank, and to be honest, I try and cook as much as I can um, for home cooked meals, but with the amount of work that's piling up, sometimes you lose track on it but I really advise um, junior students to like um, at least try and get some basic level of cooking because it will really come in handy.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I think it, go
2: ahead. Yep, and, uh, and then, you know, earlier you spoke about dancing as well. And I think, you know, as you said that, I recall you dancing a few times, perhaps in school. I was wondering, do you still mm-hmm. dance? You know, in university, do you still have time? Is it you know, a lot of work in university?
1: Um, I'm, um, I'd say the workload is pretty high, but it, I guess it depends on how you manage your time. I try and, um, like still go after my hobbies every time. Like if I have any time gaps in between, um, there's also a university dance club, which I joined for a brief while last year, but right now I just do it as a hobby whenever I have the time.
2: Right. And, uh, how was the jump like from school to university, like, you know, in school, obviously, you, you know, you are here, you know, is a different country as well. You know, we meet new people as well, completely different circumstances. How was that transition like for you in particular? And you, of course, went to a you know, great university as well, LSE. And uh, how was that experience like?
1: Um, I'm glad you brought up that question because um, the jump was pretty big, both in terms of um, the academic life, the social life, and just like um, getting like daily life in general. Because in your, in my first year, I had to do a lot of adapting. That was my first year away from home. So even with the basic stuff like cooking, just going around, getting to know the city, um, just settling down, making friends in a very new environment. And plus it was um, COVID was in there, so there was a lot of like difficulties on top of the regular adjusting to university. So I think I took it more easier, like during my first year of university, I took quite a bit of time to settle down and just um, be comfortable in a new environment. And in terms of the academics, um, I think the main change is the fact that in school you had you always had your teachers like chasing after you like you have to do this you have to do that but in university it's more about independence and how you just manage your time right so it only comes it comes down to your priorities and how you manage your time so the jump the biggest jump for me was the level of independence that was required
0: uh, yes uh, so for uh, LSE uh, which uh, course or major did you uh, major in uh, and could you uh, explain how and why you chose that particular major as well. Uh, because, in case any of our students were interested in majoring that subject as well. So, um,
1: so yeah. Um. I've already had a lot of students from my mind asking me about LSE, so I'm glad you brought up that question again. Um, So when I was applying for university, um, I enjoyed both the theoretical side of economics, but also the more practical side of business. So what I applied for was economics and management as a degree. Um, So I applied um, for that major for every other university, but for LSE it was separate, it was either economics or management. So i decided to go for more management for management because it seemed more practical so that's what i'm doing now but with lsc because it's a um, university that's specifically focused on social science in your first year you do a more general course i i feel like it's more general you have to um learn like um the general social science disciplines all as first year students and then you specify into your specific major more in the second and third year
2: yeah yeah, and, and then, yeah. Oh, sorry go ahead Cima.
0: yeah and obviously uh now getting into uh top-notch university is obviously quite uh, hard and uh, very rigor- rigorous to get in so so uh, perhaps uh could you uh You know, walk us through how you prepared uh, to get into a university like LSE or just in general, because, you know, and also perhaps like the things you did at school that made you stand out as well, like perhaps, you know, dancing or any leadership positions and et cetera, so students could, you know, Get a deeper understanding of it as well.
1: Um, in terms of the application process, I think my experience with university applications is quite different, because um, the UCAS deadline, if I remember correctly, was January fifteenth for every university. But um, during my applications, I was heading for medicine. So my um, application deadline was way before that, 15th of October. But I decided to I uh, realize it wasn't something that I wanted to pursue. And so my interval for um, applications became the October to January for because I scrapped my application for medicine and I just restarted it. So there was a time pressure, additional time pressure on my application. So I would advise you guys to start exploring as much as you can with your applications never early to, um never like too early so go ahead with that um in terms of my application itself I think um it really comes down to personal statement because with I'm sure you're aware like with COVID there's the thing called academic inflation going on where there's just so many like good top grades so how will universities um, differentiate between applicants, right? So it really comes down to personal statement and how you how you can express yourself, how you can show why you're a good fit for the university. Um, and so in my application, I tried to show as much as I can why I was a good fit for the major and what I did to prepare myself for the university modules. So, um, if you have a target university that you're looking for, I would advise you to go look at their course structure. Just read ahead with the course content. Um, A lot of um, pre reading for the course is um, recommended. And in terms of the extracurriculars, I'm sure like. Each course will have um, a specific kind of skill set that bare level. because I was um, apply for management, I try to put in as much leadership position and previous experience as much as I can in order to supplement my application.
2: I think that was a very uh, insightful answer as well. And what I found most interesting about that uh, answer was that the fact that you were first interested in uh, majoring in medicine, instead of the current major you're having. And I thought that was very interesting because some students have the feeling that they have to know exactly where they want to major since the very beginning. And But for you, turns out it works well for you. So could you perhaps elaborate more on that as well, that shift between medicine to what you're majoring right now? Because I think many students are having that difficulty as well, trying to understand what they really like. So how do you come to understand what you want to major in?
1: I'd like to emphasize on the importance of just, you know, staying true to yourself. And like a lot of students face uncertainty, and I feel like that's undermined in the law of schools and even university. even i'm even though I'm a second year student, I'm not exactly sure of the field that I want to go into. Um even with medicine, I think all throughout middle school to, early years of A-levels, that's what I was preparing for. I was going to like pre-med courses, pre-med talks. But even then, um, when I found out I wasn't interested, it was not too late to change. So um, so how I decided to go into business was that while I was um, studying for medicine, I realized I really enjoyed the study of medicine, but then I started researching more about the lifestyle. That comes with a medical career and then i started questioning myself am i f- okay i enjoy this study but can i keep up with this lifestyle because it's a life commitment right if you go into the medical profession so and that's when i realized it wasn't the right fit for me and the type of person that prefers like changing environments and dealing with situations um in like deferring um like situations so that's why i decided to go into business which was more about like um, like never staying constant. You're making decisions in an ever-changing environment, and that's when I decided to yeah.
0: Yeah, and you know, uh, speaking of uh, you know changes in environment, uh, how was like uh, going abroad like for you? Because you know, from what I've heard, uh, I think uh, you stayed. Uh, you didn't change school, right? You just stayed in MISY throughout your uh, school life, so. Now, did you have a culture shock when you uh, go to university abroad, such as London, which is a very, very busy city? Uh, how was that experience for you?
1: It was definitely a big shift for me because when I've never been away from my family and um, even within Yangon, I never changed school. So MISY was like a tight knit community for me, for me and for me to step up from that to a big university in a big city. That was definitely a drastic change. I think number one. It- comes to, because LSE is such an international school, it comes with a lot of exposure to different cultures and backgrounds. And um, at first, it took some time getting used to. And there's this saying that my um, A-level economics teacher told me. You, um, he, um, he told our class that you guys are big fishes in this small pond in MISY. But then when you go to university, you'll be a small fish in a big ocean. And that was really true because when you come to a big university you're matched with so many people of like just great talent and um i'm i don't know if you guys are aware but there's this thing called imposter syndrome right um there's stuff like that um there's just adapting to new cultures and just adapting to a new lifestyle so there is a drastic change but if you research um and prepare yourself um before you come to university, I'm sure the settling in process will be much easier and convenient.
2: Thank you for the answer again. And uh, I think we have been talking in very serious topics. I want to change the topic into something a little bit more fun, right? like my background. And so I just want to ask you, if you could have any superpowers, uh, what superpower would you have? Would you like?
1: Right now? well, that caught me off guard, but let me think about it. <laughs> thank maybe Seymour
2: can share his superpower first if you like.
1: Please go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah, sure. So I've said this
0: several times before and I'll say it again. All right. So, personally, I'm a big fan of Marvel. And so I would love to have the power to manipulate or control time because it really comes in handy as a student, right? and sometimes when you wake up you still want to sleep right you still want to go to bed but school is starting so you could just use this power to freeze time and go back to sleep again so you know uh little things like that would just make life more enjoyable and easier
1: yeah okay
2: oh no no she is a very cheeky person uh but for me i think uh i i would really like to fly For me personally, I think the the sensation of just flying itself would, you know, would be truly nice. So that's the superpower. Like
1: that's so interesting because I was picking between the two in my head, (laughs) and the fact that you mentioned Marvel, that just reignited the fangirl in me. I'm such a big fan of MCU. (laughs) Doctor Strange reference, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think I'm gonna go with your answer. Yeah, I yeah. love to manipulate time. Just a couple more hours of it.
0: Uh, speaking of uh, Marvel, of which uh, character resonates uh, deeply with you? Uh, and who, which character would, uh, do you relate most to? Uh, since you are a Marvel fan, right?
1: Relate most to hmm, Peter Parker, <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> Just because he's my childhood crush and I feel like he's, he's a teen. He's clueless most of the time, which I am. <laughs> Just having fun, living life. That's about that it. <laughs> you yeah. Yourself?
0: Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I would say um, Peter Parker is definitely uh, uh, one a character that we all would definitely uh, you know relate to because he is a high school student. You now we're going through the similar thing, so I guess. Peter Parker is a great character that all of us could relate to as well. And, you know, speaking of Spider-Man, there is a new uh, trailer and movie coming up. So, you know, what are you excited about it or you know, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah,
1: I'm watching the trailer. The first thing it comes out and I'm booking the first show. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just waiting for it.
0: Yeah, I would say, I uh, you know, you're very lucky to be in uh, you know London and I because you know cinemas I think they'll be opening up but here you know there's still covid and the political situation and etc so we won't be able to watch it but you know we'll still anticipate it for the release so
2: yeah yep so actually it's just a curious question you know that I wanted to ask because I see you wearing quite you know like a jumper and you know is it very cold in London right now because at the moment in Myanmar it's still very hot i was playing football the other day and it was still very very hot
1: and you know nobody
2: is wearing a jumper in myanmar so it's wondering yes
1: i haven't gone home since my first year here so it's been quite a while I forgot and I, I feel um now that i'm in the uk i realize how much um i took the sun for granted back home now it's like we're, we're everyone's just so happy when the sun is out because the sun is so rare here at the daylight hours and it's starting to get really cold. It was three degrees in the morning today. Yeah, and it's just gonna get colder and colder. So preparing myself for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And speaking of uh, winter, it is December. So it's the holiday season, it's Christmas. So how is like the festival and Christmas like in London?
1: in london i mean it's a really big city so it's always exciting there's always things to do um in terms of the in terms of winter it's getting dark very early now it's like dark by 4 p.m but last year like it gradually comes to like 2 p.m it's dark by then so it's quite sad in that case but the um the christmas lights are already up and because they um ease the restrictions this year there'll be a big events like winter wonderland and just ice skates and a lot of christmas life of christmas events so we're looking forward to that
2: london is you know some people consider london to be the best city in the world and you uh, and you're living in there so uh, we're happy as well and we also know that you're very busy, so I'll ask you one more question, and then see go one more. So, my question to you is: What advice would you give uh, students of MISY uh, to, you know, in some way become students like you as well? Because many students in MISY uh, look up to you in many ways. And uh, so, what advice would you give them, including me? Yes.
1: No, I'm both flattered and honored to hear that. <laughs> um, I think. My only advice would be to never be afraid to dream big. Um, I mean, you know, going can go my it's a small school relative to everything else that's going on, but anything is possible and if you work hard for it, if you have the right motivations and the right determinations. Um, dreaming big is never something to be afraid of. Just go for it and never be afraid to take opportunities and chances because you never know where it'll lead
0: to. Yeah, that's a very uh a wholesome answer as well. And I just wanted to ask you one last question. Uh now when you graduated from MISY, uh, what do you want to be remembered as as an alumni from MISY? You know, personally to you.
1: Well, as an alumni, of well, MISY, um, holds a lot of memories for me because I mean it's my only school so as an alumni I want to be able to represent um, um, I wish I was someone that represented MISY really well to other international schools in Yangon and also on an international platform. Um, I want to you know I hope I can be remembered as an alumni that represented MISY as a platform for many dreams and for opportunities that allow you to step up into the big world and as um, I want to represent MISY as a school that gave you the opportunity to do so.
0: Yeah, and you know with that being said, I you know both of us are very very proud of you as well and very grateful for you giving your uh, ver- <laughs> time as well, you know, uh, speaking of time management, right? I I, I think you fit in this uh, session quite well because you know university life as you said is quite busy but all in all I think you know, having you here you know, was a great session and I hope the students of MISY are looking forward to this episode as well and are tuning in currently. So uh, just you know, one last uh, goodbye to all the students of MISY and we can call it a day, right?
1: No, I'm incredibly happy to have been part of the podcast. Um, it's my pleasure. And I'm really excited for you both, um, the fact that you're stepping up to do this podcast for the students. And yeah, as a final goodbye, I just want to say, um, take care. I know the times are really hard right now, but I hope you take care of yourself. All your families are doing well and study hard, but also remember to make time and enjoy time with your friends.
0: Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Bye.